Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Law School of America. Effects. The capital gains tax raises money for the government but penalizes investment by reducing the final rate of return. Proposals to change the tax rate from the current rate are accompanied by predictions on how it will affect both results. For example, an increase of the tax rate would be more of a disincentive to invest in assets but would seem to raise more money for the government. However, the Laffer curve suggests that the revenue increase might not be linear and might even be a decrease, as Laffer's economic effect begins to outweigh the arithmetic effect. For example, a 10% rate increase, such as from 20% to 22%, might raise less than 10% additional tax revenue by inhibiting some transactions. Laffer postulated that a 100% tax rate results in no tax revenue. Another economic effect that might make receipts differ from those predicted is that the United States competes for capital with other countries. A change in the capital gains rate could attract more foreign investment, or drive United States investors to invest abroad. Congress sometimes directs the Congressional Budget Office, CBO, to estimate the effects of a bill to change the tax code. It is contentious on partisan grounds whether to direct the CBO to use dynamic scoring, to include economic effects, or static scoring that does not consider the bill's effect on the incentives of taxpayers. After failing to enact the Budget and Accounting Transparency Act of 2014, Republicans mandated dynamic scoring in a rule change at the start of 2015, to apply to the fiscal year 2016 and subsequent budgets. Measuring the effect on the economy. Supporters of cuts in capital gains tax rates may argue that the current rate is on the falling side of the Laffer curve, past a point of diminishing returns, that it is so high that its disincentive effect is dominant, and thus that a rate cut would pay for itself. Opponents of cutting the capital gains tax rate argue the correlation between top tax rate and total economic growth is inconclusive. Mark La Rochelle wrote on the conservative website Human Events that cutting the capital gains rate increases employment. He presented a U.S. Treasury chart to assert that in general, capital gains taxes and GDP have an inverse relationship, when the rate goes up, the economy goes down. He also cited statistical correlation based on tax rate changes during the presidencies of George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, and Ronald Reagan. However, comparing capital gains tax rates and economic growth in America from 1950 to 2011, Brookings Institution economist Leonard Berman found no statistically significant correlation between the two, even after using lag times of five years. Berman's data are shown in the chart at right. Economist Thomas L. Hungerford of the Liberal Economic Policy Institute found little or even a negative correlation between capital gains tax reduction and rates of saving and investment, writing, Saving rates have fallen over the past 30 years while the capital gains tax rate has fallen from 28% in 1987 to 15% today, this suggests that changing capital gains tax rates have had little effect on private saving. Factors that complicate measurement Researchers usually use the top marginal tax rate to characterize policy as high tax or low tax. This figure measures the disincentive on the largest transactions per additional dollar of taxable income. However, this might not tell the complete story. The table summary of recent history above shows that, 
although the marginal rate is higher now than at any time since 1998, there is also a substantial bracket on which the tax rate is 0%. Another reason it is hard to prove correlation between the top capital gains rate and total economic output is that changes to the capital gains rate do not occur in isolation, but as part of a tax reform package. They may be accompanied by other measures to boost investment, and congressional consensus to do so may derive from an economic shock, from which the economy may have been recovering independent of tax reform. A reform package may include increases and decreases in tax rates. The Tax Reform Act of 1986 increased the top capital gains rate, from 20% to 28%, as a compromise for reducing the top rate on ordinary income from 50% to 28%. Tax Avoidance Strategies Strategic Losses The ability to use capital losses to offset capital gains in the same year as discussed above. Toward the end of a tax year, some investors sell assets that are worth less than the investor paid for them to obtain this tax benefit. A wash sale, in which the investor sells an asset and buys it, or a similar asset, right back, cannot be treated as a loss at all, although there are other potential tax benefits as consolation. In January, a new tax year begins. If stock prices increase, analysts may attribute the increase to an absence of such end-of-year selling and say there is a January effect. A Santa Claus rally is an increase in stock prices at the end of the year, perhaps in anticipation of a January effect. Versus Purchase A taxpayer can designate that a sale of corporate stock corresponds to a specified purchase. For example, the taxpayer holding 500 shares may have bought 100 shares each on five occasions, probably at a different price each time. The individual lots of 100 shares are typically not held separately, even in the days of physical stock certificates there was no indication which stock was bought when. If the taxpayer sells 100 shares, then by designating which of the five lots is being sold, the taxpayer will realize one of five different capital gains or losses. The taxpayer can maximize or minimize the gain depending on an overall strategy, such as generating losses to offset gains, or keeping the total in the range that is taxed at a lower rate or not at all. To use this strategy, the taxpayer must specify at the time of a sale which lot is being sold, creating a contemporaneous record. This versus purchase sale is versus, against, a specified purchase. On brokerage websites, a lot selector may let the taxpayer specify the purchase to which a sell order corresponds. Primary Residence Section 121 lets an individual exclude from gross income up to $250,000, $500,000 for a married couple filing jointly of gains on the sale of real property if the owner owned and used it as primary residence for two of the five years before the date of sale. The two years of residency do not have to be continuous. An individual may meet the ownership and use tests during different two-year periods. A taxpayer can move and claim the primary residence exclusion every two years if living in an area where home prices are rising rapidly. The test may be waived for military service, disability, partial residence, unforeseen events, and other reasons. Moving to shorten one's commute to a new job is not an unforeseen event. Bankruptcy of an employer that induces a move to a different city is likely an unforeseen event, but the exclusion will be prorated if one has stayed in the home less than two years. The amount of this exclusion is not increased for home ownership beyond five years. One is not able to deduct a loss on the sale of one's home. The exclusion is also prorated if there is a portion of the ownership period in which the home was not the principal residence of the taxpayer, spouse or ex-spouse. Now a word from our sponsor. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Law School of America. Deferral Strategies. Taxpayers can defer capital gains taxes to a future tax year using the following strategies. Section 1031 Exchange. If a business sells property but uses the proceeds to buy similar property, it may be treated as a like-kind exchange. Tax is not due based on the sale. Instead, the cost basis of the original property is applied to the new property. Structured sales, such as the self-directed installment sale, are sales that use a third party in the style of an annuity. They permit sellers to defer recognition of gains on the sale of a business or real estate to the tax year in which the proceeds are received. Fees and complications should be weighed against the tax savings. Charitable trusts, set up to transfer assets to a charity upon death or after a term of years, normally avoid capital gains taxes on the appreciation of the assets, while allowing the original owner to benefit from the asset in the meantime. Opportunity Zone Under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, investors who reinvest gains into a designated low-income opportunity zone can defer paying capital gains tax until 2026, or as long as they hold the reinvestment, and can reduce or eliminate capital gain liability depending on the number of years they own it. Proposals Simpson-Bowles In 2011, President Barack Obama signed Executive Order 13531 establishing the National Commission on Fiscal Responsibility and Reform, the Simpson-Bowles Commission, to identify policies to improve the fiscal situation in the medium term and to achieve fiscal sustainability over the long run. The Commission's final report took the same approach as the 1986 reform, eliminate the preferential tax rate for long-term capital gains in exchange for a lower top rate on ordinary income. The tax change proposals made by the National Commission on Fiscal Responsibility and Reform were never introduced. Republicans supported the proposed fiscal policy changes, yet Obama failed to garner support among fellow Democrats. During the 2012 election, presidential candidate Mitt Romney faulted Obama for missing the bus on his own commission. In the 2016 campaign, tax policy was a part of the 2016 presidential campaign, as candidates proposed changes to the tax code that affect the capital gains tax. President Donald Trump's main proposed change to the capital gains tax was to repeal the 3.8% Medicare surtax that took effect in 2013. He also proposed to repeal the alternative minimum tax, which would reduce tax liability for taxpayers with large incomes including capital gains. His maximum tax rate of 15% on businesses could result in lower capital gains taxes. However, as well as lowering tax rates on ordinary income, he would lower the dollar amounts for the remaining tax brackets, which would subject more individual capital gains to the top, 20%, tax rate. Other Republican candidates proposed to lower the capital gains tax, Ted Cruz proposed a 10% rate, or eliminate it entirely, such as Marco Rubio. Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton proposed to increase the capital gains tax rate for high-income taxpayers by creating several new, higher ordinary rates, and proposed a sliding scale for long-term capital gains, based on the time the asset was owned, up to six years. Gains on assets held from one to two years would be reclassified short-term and taxed as ordinary income, 
at an effective rate of up to 43.4%, and long-term assets not held for a full six years would also be taxed at a higher rate. Clinton also proposed to treat carried interest, see above, as ordinary income, increasing the tax on it, to impose a tax on high-frequency trading, and to take other steps. Bernie Sanders proposed to treat many capital gains as ordinary income, and increase the Medicare surtax to 6%, resulting in a top effective rate of 60% on some capital gains. In the 115th Congress, the Republican Party introduced the American Health Care Act of 2017, House Bill 1628, which would amend the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, ACA or Obamacare, to repeal the 3.8% tax on all investment income for high-income taxpayers and the 2.5% shared responsibility payment, individual mandate, for taxpayers who do not have an acceptable insurance policy, which applies to capital gains. The House passed this bill but the Senate did not. 2017 Tax Reform House Bill 1, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, was released on November 2, 2017 by Chairman Kevin Brady of the House Ways and Means Committee. Its treatment of capital gains was comparable to current law, but it roughly doubled the standard deduction, while dropping personal exemptions in favor of a larger child tax credit. President Trump advocated using the bill to also repeal the shared responsibility payment, but Rep. Brady believed doing so would complicate passage. The House passed HB 1 on November 16. The Senate version of HB 1 passed on December 2. It zeroed out the shared responsibility payment, but only beginning in 2019. Attempts to repeal versus purchase sales of stock, and to make it harder to exclude gains on the sale of one's personal residence, did not survive the conference committee. Regarding carried interest, the conference committee raised the holding period from one year to three to qualify for long-term capital gains treatment. The tax bills were scored to ensure their cost in lower government revenue was small enough to qualify under the Senate's reconciliation procedure. The law required this to use dynamic scoring, but Larry Kudlow claimed that the scoring underestimated economic incentives and inflow of capital from abroad. To improve the scoring, changes to the personal income tax expired at the end of 2025. Both houses of Congress passed HB 1 on December 20 and President Trump signed it into law on December 22. Phase 2. In March 2018, Trump appointed Kudlow the assistant to the President for Economic Policy and Director of the National Economic Council, replacing Gary Cohn. Kudlow supports indexing the cost basis of taxable investments to avoid taxing gains that are merely the result of inflation, and has suggested that the law lets Trump direct the IRS to do so without a vote of Congress. The Treasury confirmed it was investigating the idea, but a lead Democrat said it would be legally dubious and meet with stiff and vocal opposition. In August 2018, Trump said indexation of capital gains would be very easy to do, though telling reporters the next day that it might be perceived as benefiting the wealthy. Trump and Kudlow both announced a phase two of tax reform, suggesting a new bill that included a lower capital gains rate. However, prospects for a follow-on tax bill dimmed after the Democratic Party took the House of Representatives in the 2018 elections. The Law School of America The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America